Are Ukrainian forces finally beginning their withdrawal from Bakhmut? And is Russia using the potential victory in Bakhmut as a template for other operations in the war? I'm Paul, U.S. Army combat veteran. It's February 28th, 2023. This is your daily Ukraine update. Let's get into it. Okay, when we look at the control map, the biggest change is, of course, here in Bakhmut. You guys can see that the the uh, gap in alliance between Berkiva and Yadhine, Russian forces have expanded this outward um, pushing Ukrainian forces back. They've also made advances in the east and in the south. And all this indicates you can see the two main roads leading out of Bakhmut. Uh, these are under, well, the northern road is under threat and the southern road is imminent, in imminent danger of being threatened. So for the remaining Ukrainian forces in Bakhmut, they're going to have to withdraw um, here shortly or risk being cut off. And I believe that one of the reasons we're seeing these these significant Russian advances is for that exact reason, is, is because the number of Ukrainian troops back here holding the line is limited. They are intentionally conducting a uh, controlled withdrawal, pulling off breaking contact and resettling into prepared defensive positions, probably along this line here uh, outside to the east of Chasov Yar. Um, now, for Russia, they are probably looking at this fight and saying, hey, they might be using it, some evidence indicates, as a template for other ways to win the war, which is insane because Bachman, as you might have noticed, uh, incurred thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of Russian casualties. Uh, it was a Pyrrhic victory, probably on par with any other uh, victory in history. It's hard to understate just how attritional this fight has been for uh, Russian forces. And yet they seem to be taking this playbook here and expanding it outward. Um, when we look at the Tactical map, you can see Russian forces really committed to Bakhmut in the last 48 hours, um, launching dozens of attacks from the north, uh, or sorry, it looks like around half a dozen attacks from the north. There are also, of course, clustered attacks along the Crimea Lyman axis and north towards Savote. There's also a limited amount of action outside Donetsk, but um, it appears that the primary focus of the Russian armed forces is Crimea Lyman and Bachman, which of course means that these forces are committed. Uh, they are locked into these fights, uh, which if it were up to me, and again, Ukrainian forces have a bunch of information that I don't, um, the time to launch the counteroffensive would be as this Bachman withdrawal is happening, as Russia is committing its forces, pushing them towards victory. That's where you're going to want to try to push uh, in towards Mariupol or Melitopol um, with your big counteroffensive push. That's my opinion. Um, I know they keep saying they want to wait for more time to finish more training, to get more stuff on the battlefield. But the truth is, offensives, you'll never be ready. Um, 
you'll never be as prepared as you want to be, right? If you wait uh, until you're you're fully prepared, it, it will literally never happen. There will always be an issue to resolve to get things perfect. And you can't wait for the perfect defensive. You need to wait for the right time and then you commit. Because here's the thing, if you can break Russian lines and you can start that maneuver warfare, if you buy yourself a couple weeks, you know, you can get those brads, you can get those leopards onto the battlefield. And when Ukraine is publicly, you might remember last time, remember Ukraine was publicly talking about the coming Kherson offensive and how they had been talking about Kherson for literally weeks. And then when it finally happened, first off, amid no fanfare, they launched a decisive attack in the north, in Kharkiv. So when they say, oh, we're going to be ready in spring, uh, Take it with a grain of salt. And you should take it with a grain of salt when they say they're going to be trying to split this part of uh, the Zaporizhia, right? Split the Russian control. I understand geopolitically it's probably the right call, but um, that doesn't mean they'll do it. It also doesn't mean they won't. They've fooled the Russians once, so maybe not bluffing is actually the better call. But what is Russia doing with this new information? Well, a reportedly uh, captured Russian military manual suggests that Russian forces have created a new assault tactic to compensate for combat power limitations and the failure of their uh, previous uh, organization called the, ta the Tactical Battle Group. Um, so a Ukrainian reserve officer posted a manual that describes the assault detachment, a battalion sized element optimized for frontal assaults on fortified areas. It fields six T-72s, 12 IFVs, uh, some rocket launchers, anti-tank guided missile systems, towed artillery and self-propelled mortars. I've literally have no idea what a self-propelled mortar is. Um, the detachment, right, is three assault companies and a tank section. Assault companies have a command element, two assault platoons of only 12 to 15 people. They say that's far below platoon strength, but it's normal for like an armor platoon or a cav platoon, a UAV, an armored fighting vehicle, uh, fire support platoon. This is a lot, a reserve section, medevac section, and one tank and four BMP or BMD2 IFVs with anti-tank launchers. This is seems to suggest, as they point out, that Russia, one, is trying to create smaller, more agile military formations, right? That the the um, BTG, uh, their t battalion tactical group was just too big. It was too big to maneuver effectively. Command and control was too easily broken down. And you saw it. You saw when you'd have dozens of tanks lined up on a Russian road and the lead tank would get taken out and the remainder of those tanks would become just targets that would get picked apart. So this big, bulky, unwieldy, hard-to-command ta battalion tactical group is getting replaced by something much lighter, much more agile. Um, of course, smaller, agile, formations require smart craft is smart commanders uh, who are flexible and it's not clear that Russia has those you know it's one thing to sit there and be in charge of uh, you know a, a company of infantry and a few dozen tanks it's a different thing to have in your command mortars UAVs thermobaric rocket launchers um, tanks infantry fighting vehicles that's a lot for a commander to have in their formation and it requires a really really savvy commander what's fascinating is of course that the assault detachment concept oh what do we do there what happened there 
the assault detachment concept is actually borrowed from the Wagner Group. And this is interesting because, of course, uh, the Wagner Group famously is the one who con- who who pioneered the squad-sized frontal assault elements. Um, they are able to achieve gains without relying on massed fires from Russian artillery. Um, but remember, these guys have lost probably between, I'd say, 10 and 50,000 people um, between WIAs and KIAs outside of Bakhmut, and they still have yet to take it. So taking these... I won't call them failing tactics because they they have successfully taken and held territory, but these incredibly inefficient, high cost tactics um, to expand them out to the rest of the Russian armed forces is preposterous. But as they point out, assault detachments can make gains uh, due to the fact that they are very simple um, Russian forces. uh, Let's see. Right. Tactics don't waste Russian combat power. Um, in the form of uh, tanks and IFVs and other combat equipment that's seen as very valuable to Russia. Um, And instead burns something seen as much more disposable and much more replenishable, which is human lives. Um, And they're also simple enough that an untrained, inexperienced, mobilized personnel can be dropped into one of these assault companies with almost no training and successfully participate. Um, This is, of course, no accident, right? You can tell. You can be almost certain that the tank crews and mortar teams, they're going to be treated with a much, much, much more, uh, as as the more valuable soldiers than these assault companies that are simply... um, trained only how to like operate a weapon um and advance on with the most simple tactics i.e a frontal assault anyway guys that is all i had for today um be sure if you're interested in um checking out the uncensored combat video breakdowns the kind that youtube doesn't want me to show you those are on the patreon thanks so much to all our colonel tier patrons melissa janeway tad rockwell Derek chang EC 1978, Predator 7R, Judith Haynes, Robert Colburn, all our lieutenant tier patrons, and everybody at the Patreon for supporting me. And, uh, you know, despite YouTube's uh, sometimes capricious efforts at uh, censorship. And uh, until next time, I'll see you guys in the next one.